0: One school of thought is that aliens just want nothing to do with us because they're afraid of us. Like they they see our history and don't want anything to do with us.
1: Yeah. So so either other aliens are technology focused, culture focused. They 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 won Civ six on a culture win and they don't do <laughs> war, and so they avoid us. Or we're far enough away that we're not a threat. No one wants to buy. We're like we're like a nature preserve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And no also, he's allowed to
1: interact with us. You were sleeping on the that job, dude. was underperforming. Yeah, that <laughs> was underperforming and needed to be put down. You know, not put down. Jesus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of 1984 Jesus, level like, shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> she, like, takes a gun into the meeting room. It's like, I know. I'm sure you understand why I called you today. Th- yeah, sure. She's, she. you know, she's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to All Topics New Pizza, But we start with a single idea that add new topics until we forget everything that ever known to mankind. I am Matt, also known as Ruminous. Uh, who? Huh? What? Are, are you just Dion? I'm every you Dion. you who you were? You're every Dion. Oh.
1: Without Nick here, I can expand my consciousness to every single person ever named Dion, and I speak for all of us today. We are <laughs> We Dion. are Dion. Yes. And you are
0: nothing. You never, yeah. So you never played Mass Effect. There's no. A, yeah, there's a there's a character in the second game that does that, where he like takes mind control. Where he's like, "We are limitless. You are nothing." And he, as soon as you kill him, he comes right back and just starts
1: fucking your shit up. <laughs> I don't know it's, if it's uh, on, on really purpose, obnoxious. but I do sometimes speak in, we, like, the the royal we are just like yeah just yeah, um. No, yeah, just the royal we. Like it's like whenever I'm like making a mental note, I'm like we got to remember to do this later. As if I'm talking to the future version of myself at the same time. It's like <laughs> we have to. So it's like the royal we, but it is also plural. Like it's my it's me and then also me in the future. Or it's me and it's me in the past it's like that's what we did. We got to do better next time. You know. <laughs> I don't talk in the royal we so much. I talk
0: in the um the general collective like I just view life as we are all working together so i often will say we are doing this or we are doing this uh i have the opposite problem so whenever there's a like there is an issue or like i do something wrong i always Mm -hmm. take accountability sometimes Mm -hmm. when i shouldn't like sometimes i'll cover for someone else's mistake but if something good happens like let's say i fix all the problems in it i say we as a team did that but if if something wrong happens i'll say i did that I think that yeah. has a lot to do with my dad, and my dad did the opposite, where he never took accountability. And he never... know, was a
1: narcissist. You're right. right. That makes yeah.
0: sense. And so I think I went the other way, where I often martyr myself when I shouldn't, and there are times where... Like, I do take accountability. When I do something wrong, I never blame it on somebody else. But when I... Like, when someone else does something wrong, and they should take accountability... Unless you're
1: playing a video game, then it's never your
0: fault. Oh, it's never my fault. It's always the game. It's always the lag. It's always the controller. <laughs> it's always... Uh, my little brother that ran in. It's always, my little brother. Happened? I was waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a little brother, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to congratulate us. Um, I'm sad that Nick is not here to partake in this, but we are officially professionals according to an earlier episode. Yeah, we
1: are officially our first patron. Yeah, we um, have a
0: Patreon subscriber. So we are making money, which means that we are officially professionals in this field. Many people would probably disagree with us, and probably will disagree with us in the future. For, when for, for many years, podcast. for many many
1: years, yeah. yeah. But this is—we like, we, we designed this metric, this this uh, metric, many mm-hmm. moons ago, and now we have achieved our own goals. We have investigated ourselves and found ourselves with no wrongdoing, <laughs> uh, and we are officially professionals by our own accord, by our own accounts. We are technically professionals. Yes, which means we need to start acting more professionally. Fuck you, Dion. Oh, I, you? Thought, I thought you were going to start talking like a British accent. <laughs> it's, just, nah. it's very posh all of a sudden. <laughs> hmm, How quaint. No, I'm not doing that. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> we are officially professionals. We have our first Patreon subscriber. Hopefully we don't ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. I mean we've been doing this this is what episode I think eighteen at this point. So we've been doing this for nearly five months. Which is
1: cool. I didn't think we'd be doing it that long. I for sure thought one of us would just permanently drop the ball and then we'd have to scrap this whole thing. Which still might happen. I mean there's many years. Uh, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's still a
0: possibility. Don't get me wrong we're still in our infancy here. Five five months and of doing a podcast is nothing compared there's to the nothing, people that have yeah. been doing it for years.
1: It's it's kinda of like the restaurant thing where like most restaurants fail in their first year. Yeah. we still have plenty of time to fail don't worry <laughs> don't worry guys in the
0: future listeners where you're like man there was only 55 episodes yeah it's because we suck <laughs> something we were talking about a little bit before and kind of going over because we had we all of us have plenty of ideas and uh, I do a lot of creative things. Some of them don't always pan out. Like I said before, my books never really made any money. Even so, I still enjoyed creating them. I still enjoy creating my YouTube videos. I, it's just, I like to create things and most of us have ideas. Your YouTube videos make it are, just,
1: are getting, not like popular, but they're, they're growing up in views slowly. Yeah. That's something. Like there's,
0: there's a steady increase, I would say. But I, I, I just like creating things and if, you know, we we don't achieve any sort of manner of success get
1: new views every day at least thanks mom
0: thanks for the encouragement
1: <laughs> everyone yeah if you if, if your mom isn't watching your videos what are you even doing this for <laughs> every episode man
0: <laughs> we talked about a little bit about this before but i just kind of want to go over it again in terms of imperfection in that there are a lot of people who give up on content creation. Some of them go into it for the money, which, I mean, that's that's your own prerogative. I will say it, it is a lot of work. If you if you look at it and say it's oh it's an easy job, it it really isn't. There's I mean, I spend usually about ten hours. We spend about two about two, two to three hours recording, and then I spend about ten hours editing these to make it sound somewhat decent. You may not dis- you may disagree with that, but I think it sounds palatable.
1: I, I would I mean, say. So people that can listen to the Raw Files, they know it sounds different. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Raw file it is, it is rough. We should honestly charge more for the Raw Files. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's so embarrassing. It should be behind mm. a greater paywall.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: If, if, if you're thinking about
0: starting anything, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, whether you're thinking about doing DeviantArt, whether you're thinking about, I don't know, being a ballerina. But uh, yeah, imperfection is, is, is a part of the game. You watch any of your favorite content creators, watch any sort of movie or TV show. The first season usually sucks ass. It really does. That's just because you you really don't know what you're doing
1: until you get into a groove and figure out. I mean, for for TV production, season one is usually pretty good. It's what happens before you get published on television or produced on television that's really bad, you know. Like, you're just an idea in some guy's pocket, or or it's just, you know, it's just like a, you know, it it started as, there's plenty of shows that started off as YouTube series. Like, um, I could give a bunch of examples, but they'd be pretty niche. But, no, no, this one's not niche. Probably people know this. Issa Rae, um, who is on HBO now, uh, and winning awards and stuff, started off literally just making random ass YouTube content. She had... A pretty cool show that was relatable to a bunch of people and then just continued to grow. The thing that I think is a problem with people and the fear of failure is that for most of us, we see our favorite content creators and then we look into how to be like them. And we find out that they've been doing this since they were 11 or something <laughs> like that. Um, and it's just like, how am I supposed to break into this industry where everyone that's successful has been doing it since literally before I was born? You know, um, yep. or you find out that, you know, oh, I'm going to try this new medium for my artwork. And then you look up examples of that people who were successful with that medium. And the best person is like a 12 a, a, a year old that's been doing it for four years and is better than you and better than you think you could ever be. And you step into this self-fulfilling prophecy where, ah well, they are already doing it. They're already better than me. They're already they're already, 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 blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like when you self-defeat yourself in that way, you you've created your own self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you've not even given yourself the chance. And a lot of people also have this thing. A lot of a lot of gift, a lot of previously gifted and talented kids. You know that program from yeah. our childhood. Um, a lot of them are like basically burnt out now, and so a lot of them have this mentality, and I mean a lot, like a large majority where if it's like you can't succeed off your first attempt because that's how you used to succeed in school, you'd be like, oh, I get it. It's easy. Now, as an adult, when you don't get something, if it's not easy, you just automatically switch to, well, it must not be meant to be. It must not be my gift. It must not be my intuition. You know, like, I'm just going to skip it. Uh, Well, I wasn't good at it the first time, so what's the point? You know, I'm the kind of guy that just learns things quick. If I don't learn it quick, well, then I'm just going to move on. And these sort of self-defeatist Philosophies and mentalities only serve to keep you in your common man place for the machine of the society that we live in. You know, like that's that feeling's intentional. It's that everything that we do, and I'm gonna get real conspiracy theory here for a second, <laughs> for a hot second, has been designed for us to do, including our failure. and, and when I worked in retail, I had so
0: many people in their 20, late twenties, early thirties. That would be like you know i think about going to school time but then i realize i'll be 35 when i graduate I'm like and then you'll be doing potentially something that you want to do or make more money which is what you want and be out of this industry that clearly is depressing you it's clearly locking you down and making you do something that you don't want to
1: do i've uh, it, heard that um my favorite response to that is yeah oh i mean i'm already so old if i go back to school now i'll be 30x 40x about the time I'm be, a doctor You'll be or 40x whatever. regardless Yeah you're going to be 40 anyway Would you rather be 40 Doing what you're doing Or would you rather be 40 Hadn't tried to le- do your dreams So when
0: I was a uh, When I was a teacher And I, and I love being a teacher uh, I Not to be arrogant But I thought I was A really good teacher Just in terms of Connecting with the students uh, Delivering the content Being fair Honest And all these sorts of things And I had students That loved me uh, People that hated math You know They may not have loved math But they you know Came to my class And were ha- were generally fine because i taught in a way that they liked and treated them fair and honestly i taught latin and the students loved it because i was a much better latin teacher than math teacher i'm not i'm not gonna lie to myself but the first lesson that i ever did the first time i ever taught without a very strong without someone guiding me and basically making the stuff for me when i was on my own i failed miserably like I, not even close I, I literally couldn't even teach a lesson because it was so bad in terms of like i just completely whiffed I was teaching second graders,
1: <laughs> and I was
0: in school to become a high school teacher. I had no idea what I was doing, and I completely just failed. And you know what? It taught me a very valuable lesson. One, when you're teaching something that you were not used to, with that being second graders, maybe research if they can read. Turns out they couldn't, and um, I gave them stuff to read, and they couldn't read it at all. Are second graders
1: supposed to be able to read, or not? It's not developmentally where they're at yet. Um. Because I feel like in second grade I was reading. I don't know about you. <laughs> I feel like I was reading in second grade. So, and that's,
0: that I was pulling from my experience is that in second grade I was reading. And I mean, I didn't give them paragraphs. I gave them literally like short sentences. I gave them what I thought was comparable to what I had in second grade. But these kids were not able to read consistently. And so it led to a lot of issues because they just didn't have the skill set that they, what I thought that they should have. But according to the system or the class or whatever happened, they did not have. Right. And that was that was on me. Like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what should happen. What is what happened is that I failed these students because I was not properly prepared
1: to teach them according mm. to their proper skill set. People aren't perfect. And that's okay. I mean, I, I, everyone knows that being not perfect is okay. But some people really don't have it down yet. Like, yeah, no one's perfect. The thing that I think people struggle with in my experience is not that they're not perfect as people but that the things that they produce should be perfect before they're recognized or published or, or you know, yeah. or whatever process you want to expose yourself and your work to. I can,
0: I, I can also understand how it's defeating because for some of my YouTube videos, I mean, they're 10, 15 minutes long, but I spend 25 hours on them and they get a no, few views, not a yeah. lot. And, but for some people, that would be defeating because you're – the input to output ratio is not worth it. I am inputting all of this time and energy and research and care and love into something that I want, and people are not. You might view it as people are not appreciating it. People don't care for it. It's not respected. It's just not worthwhile. Like it maybe it's just maybe you you view it as this is not useful. People don't want to watch this, and that's on me. Uh, I would say that's wrong. That's a wrong way to look at it. That's and that's the problem with it is that if you're a perfectionist. I mean, there there may be a mental thing, and I'm not qualified in any way to help you through that, but I would say that if you are mentally stuck at that, like you you made whatever you did, and you failed the first couple of times, but look at the good things that you did. Look
1: at the things that made you proud. You can't really fail at doing something until you've stopped doing something or stopped trying it. Failure is part of the scientific method. Failure is a part of the learning process. Because success also can't be achieved. If you, the way that we think about failure, we don't think about success the same way. Because if we did, it would also be impossible to achieve. Because until you were literally perfect at whatever thing you were trying to accomplish yeah. or achieve, you would you would never be done because it, it would have failed at perfection. Because failures are short of perfect for the most part. You know you have to ve- you have to set very specific parameters for success. And if you don't do that, if you weren't taught to do that, you're going you, – you automatically set yourself up for failure instead. You know? Like, it's let's like, take, like, for example, New Year's resolutions, which is co- coming up soon. The reason <laughs> that, what, something like, I don't know, probably 95% of people fail the New Year's resolution is because they set some abstract nonsense goal like, I'm going to work out for an hour every day, five minutes. I'm going to go to the gym
0: seven days a week, eight hours a day. I'm going to get buff. And if I don't do that within two days, I'm going to give up.
1: Yeah, like you set set realistic goals. And if you can expand upon those goals, great. But if you can't at least, because the parameter you set was ridiculous. You've never been that dude. You've never been that chick and as much and working as i would out love sucks, by the way <laughs> yeah. my entire like i've I, when i was younger especially
0: in my uh teenage years i used to be able to do a uh, shit ton of push-ups and um pull-ups and i used to you know it's because you didn't weigh anything
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I knew you then you weighed like 14 pounds at like at like 15 years old <laughs> yeah. oh
0: it happened <laughs> all the time. i remember um ninth grade they had this do the uh, fitness test or whatever and one of them was the chin-ups Oh, and like, you would you fly I, through the chin-ups? <laughs> oh, I crushed them! Like all, the, like the girls would be able to do one or two, and all the dudes are like, "Yeah, I could do like four or five. I literally, I did so many that the teacher said, "You need to stop." Like this, you got it, twenty-two. We uh, only needed to get ten to beat the eight, like the A-level score. Stop!
1: <laughs> and I was like, "I'm with the zone." Yeah. (laughs) Turns out chin ups are are not that hard if you only weigh 90 pounds and you're like. (laughs) I mean, I would say everything's proportional. I mean, my
0: my muscle mass was also proportional to me being 90 pounds, you piece of shit. (laughs) Why'd you get a balloon on my accomplishments? (laughs) Now I don't want to do anything ever. How's it feel? You see what you did? You see what you did? (laughs) No, you deserve this. (laughs) (laughs) Working out sucks. And the amount of
1: people who told me, you get addicted. No, I didn't. No, so that's exactly what I was about to say. I don't understand the people that are like, oh, you just got to get to that first rough phase and then you'll be addicted to it. I have an addiction problem. It runs through my family. I'm I'm easily addicted (laughs) to video games um, and other sort of stimuli that I can, where I can easily track my progress. Um, I like being able to track my progress very closely. And you can track your progress very closely while working out. You can literally see daily your muscle growth and your and your ability to do one more wrap or one more step. You know, you can add these yeah. things. Um, I've worked out before. I used to live on a college campus. I had a gym around the corner from me. I've, I've worked out with my friends. Like, oh, let's go running. Let's go work out. Here's the thing. Unless you have some deep-rooted incentive or you're one of those people that just has this incredible amount of willpower, um, you have to grind. And you have to build... And also, like, unless, again, unless you're the kind of person that just has it, you can build up your willpower so that you can just control yourself every day and go do that workout every day. But I promise you, even with the dopamine that you do get from working out, I have never in my entire life been addicted to working out. Because the problem is that the, you might be addicted to the workout... But for me, getting there is some bullshit. I'm not doing that. You want me to go out in 20-degree weather so that I could pump some iron? Is not happening. I have video games mm-hmm. right here in my laptop. <laughs> they are right here, son. So, like, I, you know, the people that say that, oh, you get addicted, those people are boring to me. Because you don't have anything else going on at home. That's what's going on. You're The people that, like, oh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye goodbye Had to another one more type of the person the bucket. One more to the bucket. <laughs> but for me the people that are like that stay in the gym are either trying to get away from some life situation trying to overcome body image issues which isn't going to work <laughs> um mm-hmm. or because because I, I we never talk about that dudes that like like gym bros that are stuck in the gym because women talk about having body image issues all the time dudes don't talk about it like that they talk about it completely differently but the truth of the matter is if you broke it down those dudes have the same amount of body oh, issues is what have,
0: well there's, there's two parts of it there's one the um the societal expectations that are, we've talked about this in a previous episode where um technical issues went awry where men are told don't cry don't be pathetic do all these things and women are you know told to be beautiful be magnificent um be silent you know do your like basically play your part in society And you can see that we are breaking away from that significantly where plenty more women are entering the workforce, plenty more men are staying at home or people are making equal pay. And that's great. and That's wonderful because your value or your your duties as a person should be what, according to the American dream and the American ideals, should be what you want to do. If you want to be a ballerina and you're a dude, go do that. If you want to be a bodybuilder and you're a woman, go do that. The, the issue comes along not only in the way that we're brought up but also in, in the way that we have a lot of these toxic masculinity toxic femininity just just generally just shitty attitudes towards life where um women will look down on a man who doesn't work even if he's a stay-at-home dude and he takes care of the kids and everything because he's not a real man which is a fucking dog shit statement and and the, and women, and people will look at the same thing as a woman it's like oh she doesn't stay home she doesn't take care of the kids she doesn't want kids she's not a real woman. Like, no, she is a real, she's a person with her own dreams and desires. Just because it doesn't match your idea of what she should be doesn't mean that she's any less. And it bothers me significantly. It just, it's it's unfair to a, uncertain, to, to expect someone to live your, the life that either you want them to live or your own life. And I think it's where a lot of the jealous the, the toxicity comes in is from jealousy or envy, where I've seen plenty of women at, attack other women because they're objectively more beautiful, which I can tell you as a 27 year old man and Dion hopefully can back me up. uh, There's like when you're 14 to 16, probably 17, 18. Yeah. Like a physical attraction is very much important just because you're dumb and young. As I've gotten way older and had way more partners, um, you're pretty, but you are dumb as shit (laughs) or you're pretty, but you, you're just not right for me. You're pretty, but you're really mean. Like it, At a like, certain you,
1: age Your personality Definitely supersedes Yeah How Conventionally attractive you are And I've never I mean It doesn't matter Um Attractiveness is definitely subjective There's Very rarely An objectively More attractive person Um Admittedly though We do have societal standards By which we judge people by yeah. But celebrity standards Are bullshit And no one should be judged By them Regardless Um but yeah. That's I can agree with most of what she said. I, I can do that.
0: And, and and you see it all the time where a woman is in a position of authority and she's called a bitch
1: for doing her job, really. Doing what or, or, or doing things that men are applauded
0: for. Yes. And that and that's that's I mean, she fired somebody so she's a bitch. No, she you 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 were sleeping on the that job dude was
1: underperforming yeah that was underperforming and needed to be put down you know not put down Jesus. oh geez <laughs> <laughs> what kind of 1984 Jesus, level like, shit is this <laughs> <laughs> she like takes a gun into the meeting room it's like i know i'm sure you understand why i called you today Th- yeah sure she's she you know she's awful yeah <laughs> <laughs> but short of killing someone get it you know <laughs> that was so left what did i say that for <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I need to remove put down from my lexicon. Like I mean, I've done this before, where I've said, uh, "Oh yeah, I just put my partner to sleep." I just like you know they went to bed, and I you know sent them off to bed, and I said put down. And, stay. <laughs> and then also um, in D anD D they have this beautiful concept called failing forward, where it's like a failure doesn't mean the end of an interaction or 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 a punishment. It just means that you didn't get the desired outcome, but that doesn't mean that the outcome is. Undesirable, It doesn't mean that the, you know, your reward might be less. Your reward might be uh, unexpected. It doesn't mean that you can't continue forward performing and, and, and acting. I love that concept. And, and then that concept works in plenty of other media and, and games and, and, and just in life. Failing forward is what humans do. How many of our most amazing medical advancements were just like, oh shit, I didn't mean to drop that. Oh, this is useful.
0: Well, you microwaves, know? penicillin. Penicillin's the big yeah, one. Yeah, penicillin's the big one because I was like, whoop. It literally <laughs> literally left his experiment out overnight and went over the weekend. It was like, huh, shit. Interesting. What's this about? <laughs> right. Uh, Let's Michael- record this and see what happens. Yeah, microwave was another one. Closest, uh, he had a chocolate bar in his like got pocket. Closest thing panacea ever. Yeah. And they shot radio waves at him and then melted the chocolate bar and he's like, Huh. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Uh, th- okay. Okay. Assuming a lot, assuming that you know a lot. All right. We know that things that have a measurable volume, we can measure that in sound waves. And so I understand that like with really, rud- really rudimentary recordings, um, you can record the sound waves in almost any surface, to be honest. Popularly, we've used vinyl to record sound waves, right?
0: Which is insane to me because, again, when you look at it, it's literally you're taking a disc and scratching it with your sound waves, yes right? To to no, simulate so, 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 the sound
1: so, waves. So, so that so that part makes super sense to me. Like, I'm going to scream into this uh, <laughs> cone. That is okay. and, and for a long time, they literally just used cones, and it's going to move a needle, and that needle. Okay, so this is where it loses me. <laughs> now, if I somehow, and I'm going to use big quotes, play back this recording, the needle will allow the device to produce a sound that mimics my sound waves. The fuck? Exactly. What? It's Okay. Because it no, I, I get vinyl. Vinyl makes sense. Sound waves hit uh, a recording surface, and the sound waves are somehow etched into the recording surface. It's the playback that breaks me. <laughs> how, so how, you does took this, this, how does this vital you, disk create human this voices? tactile machine? Turned the the levels of the recording material into sound into electronic signals, which you were able to somehow manipulate into sound waves with a speed. What is a speaker? Like, I don't know, I'm not, I mean, I, I know I can Wikipedia all this stuff, I know that we sound dumb as shit, but it's just like, when you when, oh. when you try to layman's this shit, you end up sounding dumber <laughs> than someone who understands. Yeah. I just don't understand how we went from like, in the 80s and 90s, yeah, in the 80s, in, well, maybe the 70s, I don't know the exact history, the, the 70s and 80s, Um, inserting punch cards into a scanner to program machines, you know, we went from computers taking up full offices like full floors of, of, of institutions mm-hmm. right like a one computer to and dear god if
0: you touched that thing
1: oh like yeah, those it things were millions and
0: millions of dollars you were not touching I mean, that computer that could barely calculate it so 3 plus 7
1: that it, yeah it was so sensitive and now we have computers that are several thousand magnitudes more powerful than the one that sent the moon lander in our pockets just chilling a <laughs> I mean, Just, just secure. waiting for your voice
0: to tell it to Google something stupid. <laughs> uh, it's
1: just we're not to be trusted with those. People. We've gone. We've passed the singularity point. Like, like the part where Skynet takes over, and we're <coughs> just. And what we didn't realize, and we were just waiting for our doom. We're past that point. We're just waiting to. Do,
0: do you know the Fermi, the Fermi paradox? Uh, I've heard uh, of it. Where basically statistically speaking the fermi paradox is statistically speaking there is no way that aliens don't exist the amount of stars the amount of planets habitable planets there are it's it's just incredibly statistically unlikely and yet we don't have any kind of source of alien life but then there's the two schools of thought where one is aliens exist and they don't want anything to do with us Just for one reason or another they don't want anything to do with us maybe they're afraid maybe they don't want to talk to us maybe they don't have interstellar travel like we don't maybe they're just as advanced in terms of like they just can't do hyper fast travel or there's the other school of thought of just aliens just don't exist and that we are a complete anomaly which is weird i believe more the school of thought of aliens probably do exist they either are not advanced Or I would say more than likely they look at us and go, nope, not dealing with that.
1: I I choose to believe that they're equally as not advanced because presumably the universe-ish started similarly. The only ones who would be significantly more advanced would be the ones that started closer to the center of the universe that haven't for one reason or another, you know. So we we know, based on our observations, that the universe is expanding. Yes. Um... And so as a result, that means that at some point, things that were closer together are now farther apart, right? Mm -hmm. And we also know that our Earth is in a relatively ideal position for creating life with the kind of sun that we have, the kind of star that we have, um, and the kind of moon that we have. Um, It all kind of balanced out relatively, well, for carbon-based life on our planet, right? With the amount of water that we had and the amount of Earth we had. The Fermi Paradox indicates that there must be other life. Well, I think that's where
0: a lot of people, it's one of those things where we have all these scientific scientific um, discoveries and all those sorts of things, and then people lose faith in science because, well, you don't have an answer. Like, not yet. That's the whole point of science. And, that, yeah, like, and that's where people lose that idea of science is that, well, I mean, you go through school and you grow up and like, oh, we have all the answers, we have all these things, we know what's going on. That's not entirely true. Like, how, how do memories form? We still don't know.
1: Oh, fuck off! <laughs> exactly.
0: How do memories form? Why do our why bodies do, we, do this? Why do we dream? Why do we do? I, why we do we need know. sleep?
1: Why is sleep necessary? But why, Yeah, die? but why?
0: And you would say, yeah, well, why? your body needs rest. I'm like, but some animals, some animals don't. Some animals don't sleep, or they like cats will sleep or for five minutes at a time, and they go, I'm, I'm cool, I'm good. No, no, cats sleep for eighteen hours a day yeah. at, at a, throughout the day, but they'll take what's called cat naps. They'll sleep for five, ten minutes, and be like, I'm good, I'm ready to run around and play again. And then
1: they'll zoom in your house and then you go back to sleep.
0: Um, but I'm going to ask the question yeah. and then oh, we'll be done. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, the question, and I thought about this before we recorded because I am trying to think Very of a question. So, my question for you, and this is completely subjective and it—it it is completely just absolutely, I think, a good question to lead into each person's individual mind. What makes a person good in your eyes? Just intrinsically no Personally, matter across the board what makes them good what values what characteristics what morals makes them a good person
1: i mean i guess there would be a list exactly but it's, yeah it, obviously this is completely personal is,
0: for me there it, anybody says oh it's because when they say their name I'm like no there's no one thing that makes you a good person you have to have multiple things
1: so there'd be a long list here for me i guess who i think of when i think of a good person i think of a few family members i think of a few role models the that they have so in maybe common maybe are think of like three or four like, things instead yeah. of the giant list. Okay, fine. Things that have in common is they do their best by others, right? So, like, whenever you're not with someone else, you can make sure that you do your best by them. Not because they you owe it to them or because they deserve it, but because it's oh, uh, people that prioritize the good of the many. Um, mm-hmm. That one's hard, though, because it's really, really, really subjective and really, really hard to wrap your head around for a lot of people. Um, and it's like a whole, I mean, you could, you could literally, and people do teach whole courses on the difference between the good of the many, the good of the few, et cetera. Um, but people that generally choose the good of the many are generally good people. Um, it really depends, but for the most part. Okay, <laughs> this is good. this is where it gets super personal. A good person is someone that uh, is communicative and can communicate not only their needs, but also can communicate uh, understanding. Um, understanding, I think, empathy, basically, is a really good indicator of a decent person. Not necessarily good, like, morally speaking, good, but it's a good indicator of someone who's going to be at least patient. You know, you can't have empathy without patience. You can't have um, patience without understanding. And someone who's going out of their way to understand, in a genuine sense, usually has good communication skills. Anyway, did you have an answer that you wanted to give as a
0: result of asking? So I, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this and a lot of this has to do with my current, um, my current boss, my dad. It has to do with my brother, myself, and just generally, I've always tried to be the best person that I could and I've always tried to be the best boss and manager or leader or teacher that I could be. And I realized the things that made my students like me the most was a lot of sympathy and compassion. I kind of lumped those in together. It was understanding. Like you said, it was just sympathy, compassion, understanding. It was, and it was helping people as much as you could. Because my issue is a lot of people who say, like, if you don't give money to the homeless, if you don't do this or that, that makes you a bad person. Like, no. If you don't have the money, you, the, the
1: expression is don't... Uh, what was it? Don't you set yourself on fire cup. to keep someone else warm. Yeah. Oh, we have very and, different examples. Of the, I guess it was what, the same thing. What was yours? I, you said you, can't, so you shouldn't set yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. I said yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, that too.
0: Yeah, so it's, a, it's the same thing. It's like, the don't, same
1: thing. You don't want to ruin yourself or
0: give something that you can't to someone who else is needy because then you're hurting yourself. And some people would say, like, well, you know, that's sometimes life is sacrifice. I'm like, that's not sacrifice, though. That's killing yourself. And unfortunately, you deal with the hand that you're dealt. So that's why I say sympathy and compassion are more important because I have sympathy for the homeless. I do. And I give food to them when I can. Like, I always have I always have food in my trunk because I work for a vendor company and I get free stuff. But I don't give them money because... I've done that before and I've gotten burned on it. Like they've they've gone, just used it for shitty things and I don't give them money because it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not going to take the risk that you're going to spend this either on something stupid, you're going to waste it or maybe you're not actually homeless. That's also been a problem that some people pretend to be homeless and actually make, sure make a good living by begging. So uh, compassion my, uh, one of
1: my mom's par- ex-partners had a really funny story about that where it's like he saw this dude No, is this just a parable? I don't know. But, yeah, no, people do. This might be a parable just because people do sometimes uh, make a really good living pedaling on the street corner. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, what had happened was the person that he had seen pedaling for, like, five or ten years on the corner, he saw somewhere else, like, further away from where he lived, um, driving a better car than he did. (laughs) <laughs> um, and he was like the fu- is that dude from the corner driving a newer car than me and he was just like and he was like from then on I never gave a single dime to any other person begging for money ever. Yep. because sometimes those people make more than $20 an hour which as we all know is absurd mm-hmm. all it takes is one or two generous people an hour or two and you're making essentially bank you know yeah
0: and it's and that's why i say sympathy and compassion are far more important because you can have sympathy compassion you can feel for other people well, not necessarily helping them again some people disagree and say a good person always acts and has does helpful things even if it's abused and i go no that's that's protecting yourself and there comes a point in life where you get to realize there are bad people and bad actors and you get to protect yourself and your own well-being again don't sl- don't set yourself on fire to keep someone warm because you're going to kill yourself i would also say one big thing for me is accountability is someone who's able to admit that they're wrong someone who is forthright and someone who tries to better themselves. And it's something I've dealt with a lot in IT and education where people refuse to admit that they're wrong. It's why a lot of students didn't respect their teachers because they would be wrong. The student would call them out and they would strongly disagree. And the teachers would just adamantly refuse to accept it. And it's what caused a lack of a lack of respect. So accountability, compassion, sympathy, and just generally, like you said, Working for your society, the greater good, and the populace. Right. I understand working for your community is good too, but just working for sometimes you gotta understand again. This group of three people is gonna get hurt, but this group of a hundred is gonna benefit, and that's just unfortunately like, the uh, way it uh, goes.
1: You should never try to reduce people down to the numbers, but when you have when you're stuck in a moral dilemma, it's kind of where you have to go. It's the trolley the, the, problem. The, yeah, it's the trolley problem. It's the it's the it's the how do you feed. You know, these people problem. Do you feed the 98 and starve the two? Is the, Life is messy and gross. I, I kind of, I've always loved philosophy, but loving philosophy is sort of like a hateful, you know, sort of uh, living because you have to put yourself in all these scenarios that, one, were once true for some people, right? You don't get these yeah. dilemmas without having faith. You don't just make up dilemmas. I mean, some people do, but, you know, most of them are relatable to some people. Without, like, you know, like, they, like, people did have to starve so that other people could live. People did have to die so that other people could live. And people have made those decisions for those people. And, like, we live in an awful, awful, awful time. And I, 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 I'm, I I've fallen not out of love with philosophy completely, but it gets pretty close sometimes with how philosophy can be uh, insensitive. Just, just kind of cruel and because i mean you you end up crunching the numbers on what is a human life worth and that's not fun (laughs) Plus, we get existentialism because you
0: look at it and go it's is it really all worth it is it really even is there a purpose to all of this nonsense when you have bad people that succeed and good people that fail like well that again it depends on your perspective and how you view success and failure unfortunately this is the way life goes and like you said at. sometimes life is messy and you just got to crunch the numbers and do what's best for your situation not what's the best thing in the world but what's best for your situation thanks everybody for listening we started with accepting your imperfections and ended with extraterrestrial life and perceptions in the world and we just like you guys have no idea how we got there either we hope you enjoyed it hope to see you next thursday if you want to support us we have a patreon page i rumenist will upload to youtube and i've also published two books you can support us that way as well if you'd like
1: um I can make I can make noise for dead air or you can <laughs> no that is not what I asked for at all oh, it, okay something okay with her oh I accidentally hit another video <laughs> that's did, why was, it was not the one I wanted
0: did we lose you to the YouTube hole
1: okay yeah almost um, all right <laughs> check this out